Hey, tenors. Oh my gosh, the 10 News is so busy this week, planning ways to make the show even better for you in the coming months. So while we are working hard and definitely not playing video games, wink, wink, we're giving you a look back at one of our favorite interviews. I'm Bethany Van Delft, and on today's The 10 News, get ready to be inspired by a teen who's helping her generation stay informed. It's the extended version of my conversation with Olivia Seltzer, the founder of the Cram Newsletter, and it's got stuff you didn't hear the first time around. Okay, let's get into the 10 news. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Young people just like you are finding all kinds of ways to make a difference in our world. I caught up with 16-year-old Olivia Seltzer, founder of the popular newsletter The Cram, to learn more about how she's sparking change by sharing information. For anyone out there who doesn't know, why don't you tell us what The Cram is? Sure. So The Cram is a daily newsletter for Gen Z. Basically, what I do is wake up at 5 a.m. every day to read the news, create relevant stories, and then rewrite them in a way that truly speaks to Gen Z. So we have news that's engaging, digestible, and accessible. Then I send this out in a newsletter via email, text, uh, social media, IGTV, a podcast, basically everything out there in multiple languages to readers in over 100 countries all over the world with the goal of educating and activating our generation. Holy guacamole. How did you get this idea? Like, when did you, when did it come up? Were you like in the shower? Were you rollerblading? And why? Why would you do such a thing? I wish I could rollerblade. That'd be a much cooler story. <laughs> um, no, so actually, um, when I was 12 years old, and it was the 2016 US presidential election, I remember the day after I went to school, the majority of the kids at my school are the children of undocumented immigrants. And there was, there was a lot of, of talk about what was going on in our government. And I think it was one of the first times we all really felt this direct connection to what was happening in our government. Um, so we all were talking a lot about the news and politics, but at the same time, none of us were actually reading or watching the news because it's primarily written by and geared towards an older demographic. And I saw this as a really huge problem, but if you don't know what's going on in the world, you can't really do anything to fix the problems that need to be fixed. So my whole life, I've always loved writing. So I kind of figured, okay, why don't I just create the solution? So a couple months later in um, February of 2017, I sent out the very first newsletter and I've been writing them every single day since. What were your biggest challenges in the beginning and what did you do to overcome them? A really big challenge for me has always been time. Uh, that's the whole reason I have to wake up at 5am to write the cram. I'm not someone who naturally wants to be doing that. But I was like, I'm a, I'm a student. <laughs> I go to school, I come home at three, I have to do homework and extracurriculars. And I didn't want that to really like inhibit my abilities to create change. How did your friends, your your peer group react to it? As soon as they actually found out about it, they were like, we want to get involved, you want to help whatever way we can. So we kind of devised this plan of like going to uh, UCSB, a local college, and just going around with clipboards and walking up to these college students. We were all like 12 and 13 years old and just getting their emails and phone numbers and signing them up. And then that really sparked the idea of, well, why can't people all over the country and all over the world do this in their communities? So now we have um, about 500 youth ambassadors all over the world who work to spread the cram in a variety of different ways. 
Oh, that's incredible. And are they also contributors and, and interviewers and content providers? So we have an editorial team who helps with sending in stories from their respective locations. So I can try to I can try to give like a broader spectrum of Gen Z and the kinds of stories happening around the world. So it's not as like US centric. They also interview inspiring young people to feature in newsletters. I'm a big believer in like the ripple effect of activism. If you have these big youth activists, you're going to see more youth activists across every field who are going to be inspired. How do you vet your sources and how do you make sure that the information is accurate to go out in this newsletter? If I see a news story, then I'll, I'll look it up to make sure it's on a lot of different platforms and a lot of different platforms that I find to be um, reputable and trustworthy. But an, an even bigger problem I've really seen is bias in news stories and not even just in the actual like wording of the news stories, but in which news stories are included and which stories aren't. I really make a big point of trying to read as many different news outlets as I possibly can. Um, ones that maybe are more in the middle, ones that are not even American news sources like BBC. And then I also try to read CNN and Fox News to try to get the like opposite sides of the spectrum there, because I feel like a lot of times the kinds of news stories that I feel and that a lot of Gen Zers feel should be kind of like on the front page really aren't as much. So that's a big thing that I try to do with the cram is, of course, have very accurate stories, but also try to have stories that really reflect the kinds of things Gen Zers want to see and really reflect the kinds of of issues and problems in the world that we feel we have the most potential to make a difference in. What would you say to kids? who aren't old enough to vote, but want to make a difference. Um, when I started the cram, a really, a really big reason why I felt so helpless was because I was 12 years old and I couldn't vote. And I had always really seen voting as like one of, or if not the only way you could really create change when it comes to politics. And I think that the interesting thing about Gen Zers for the most part being so young and being unable to vote is that it's forced us to find unconventional ways to create change. Um, I had to do that by, by creating the cram and that's how I've been able to create change. So I think that it's a matter of making sure that you are informed for when it is your time to vote because I've noticed that that's a really big problem is that a lot of people turn 18, they've never been exposed to politics before because they haven't been expected to be, because they can't get involved in that traditional kind of way and then they don't vote because they don't know who to vote for. So make sure that when it is your time to vote, you are informed about the issues so that you feel confident voting. Make sure that you are getting involved in all of those unconventional ways that Gen Zers are, are creating, whether that is raising awareness on social media, participating in a, a protest or rally, or even creating one of your own. There's all kinds of incredible ways that Gen Zers are really having an impact on the world. What else are you working on right now that you're excited about? The CRAM is currently partnered up with Hollister for a big voting initiative. Uh, we're really trying to get Gen Zers to vote on a level that they that we've never really seen before. We're trying to work to inform Gen Zers who are first-time voters about what that process looks like, about registering to vote, um, educating them on different voting terminology. I'm really excited to be able to have the opportunity to work with such a, a massive company to, to really create change and, and help the world. Fantastic. Thank you so, 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 so much for taking the time to talk with us. I know that you're busy. We really appreciate it. Thank you. I mean, the cram would be nothing if we didn't have people like you supporting it. So thank you so much. Hey, 
Hey, parents and awesome guardians. I'm Tracy Leeds Kaplan, executive producer of The 10 News. I'm Owen, and I'm eight and a half. And who are you? Your son. How would you like to know the future? Follow us at The 10 News on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. There we drop a few clues on upcoming episodes in emojis. What's your favorite emoji? Maybe the scream emoji. The scream emoji? That's fitting. It's time for your fun fact of the day. Did you know that for most people, it's impossible to lick your own elbow? Go ahead and try it. I'll wait. I'll also try it too. Hmm. Nope. You can't do it. And that's a wrap. Time's up. That's the end of the time for today. But you can catch new episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. The 10 News is a co-production of Small But Mighty Media in collaboration with Next Chapter Podcast and distributed by iHeartRadio. The 10 News writing team is led by editorial director Tracy Crooks with contributions from Stephen Tompkins. The creative producer is Jenner Pasqua. Marketing is led by Jacob Bronstein with social media and web support by Stephen Tompkins and Adam Farr. Editing and sound design by Pete Musto under the production direction of Jeremiah Tittle. Executive producer Donald Albright and show creator Tracy Leeds Kaplan round out the team. If you have any questions about the show, a story idea, or a fun fact you just want to share, email us at hello at the10news.com. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review The 10 News on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps. I'm Bethany Van Delft, and thanks for listening to The 10 News.